listening to Earth Oddity, a weekly odyssey into all the oddity planet Earth has to offer. And now, serving it up, are Christopher Tiny Sullivan and John Wong. Welcome everybody to Earth Oddity Podcast. My name is John. This is Tiny. This is Tiny, actually. Yeah, that's Tiny. <laughs> In case you didn't know who you were listening to, that's what was going through my mind when I was starting that. It was like yeah. every time we introduce ourselves, and I'm like, these people know who we are. Well, the ones, the the faithful, the Earth Oddity faithful, dude. Yeah, well, we could have we could have new listeners. Sure. Yeah. Well, let me introduce myself. My name's John. Let me reintroduce myself. My name's Tiny. And we are coming to you live from my closet once again. Been a <laughs> yes. long time since we recorded yeah. in my closet. Tiny doesn't have his home studio set up yet. He's too busy buying cheap furniture <laughs> from SD Allen Ministries instead of. You know, like his co-host is in the furniture <laughs> business, but for some reason he's buying used stuff to put in his new home. I just felt the Lord was calling me to support my okay. buddy Jeff Hearn in his yeah. nonprofit ministry. All right. Yeah. What about for every piece of furniture you buy from Spiller Furniture and Mattress, 14 locations in West Alabama and Mississippi, um, with, I will donate $20 to SD Allen Ministry. <laughs> okay. There you go. I tell you what, uh, we talked about this the other night, but a mattress... Yeah, I, I wanted to just, I wanted to, to just see how long we could go on free mattress, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like trials or whatever yeah. you know, from Casper to the blue mattress to the avocado mattress, whatever, yeah. purple nectar, yeah. yeah but I, I don't think I don't think Tara wants to deal with uh, shipping them back, so we're probably just going to get us a mattress. So are you going to call SD Allen Ministries, <laughs> whose main ministry is to provide bedding for low-income people and claim that your children are sleeping on the floor or something? Absolutely not. <laughs> okay. I'm living in Belmead, okay? I can't I can't be sleeping on poor people mattresses. <laughs> you are toting used furniture in your house, I can Tiny. Sit on, I can sit on used furniture. I can yeah. go sleeping on a mattress. Well... If you're out there and you're listening, support SD Allen Ministries. You can find them. They are a really great ministry. Uh, it does hurt a little bit that Tiny has now bought <laughs> a sofa, a love seat, and a sectional from them. Yeah. All of which he could have gotten from my our business. So yeah. uh hurts a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. But that's just neither here nor there. I th- would, would you have sold me a sectional, a sofa, and a love seat for $350 and had it delivered? <laughs> No, no, but you aren't buying used stuff. <laughs> you true. aren't you aren't buying used stuff. You're getting brand true. new stuff with a warranty and everything. <laughs> Those tear up. You're just out. What are you gonna call Jeff and be like, hey, my recliner's <laughs> broken on my love seat? I guess I'm gonna number one, I'm gonna me and my wife are gonna agree not to, to take it easy on the furniture. <laughs> it might be so rough. Number two, I guess I guess I'll call Jeff and see if he's got something else. <laughs> <laughs> Well, all right, let's put that to bed, okay? <laughs> You've hurt my feelings, and that's fine. Uh, I think the number one thing we need to address is shoegate that's happened. Yeah. Tiny will notice when he came to my house, I didn't force him to take his shoes off. <laughs> He's free to wear them. I have my shoes on currently inside yeah. my house. Uh, but it blew up in the Discord, you know? <laughs> and uh, I, I may have said some things that I regret now in the Discord. <laughs> if you're not in the Discord group, you can join it. Uh, Maya came off a little harsh too about COVID too. Uh, so I just want to reiterate to everyone that I have no problem with you not wearing shoes in your house. Mm-hmm. If just don't expect you to take yours off. Yeah. Well, the the point Jacqueline made is she lives in the you know Canada up there where it's like negative three thousand degrees every day and it's muddy and snowy and she's like, well, you can't wear your shoes in like that. But 
we don't live in Canada, right. you know? Like, I am in an office and walk on tile floors, and then I walk across the parking lot, get in my car, and I come home. I'm not trudging through the tundra mile after mile, <laughs> right. you know, to quote Frank Zappa. Uh, so there's it's no through, need. through grass. Occasionally, Occasionally. A damp. Yeah, right. And if my shoes are dirty, you know, if I get muddy shoes, mm-hmm. like there's a boot, pair of boots laid on my porch, you may have noticed. Um, we, I'll take my shoes off before I come in. And then right. I put on my backup shoes so I can wear shoes around my house <laughs> in case something happens. So I just wanted to say, Shoegate really popped off at Discord. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm sorry if I hurt anybody's feelings over that. But it was not my intention. Gotcha. Yeah. Sometimes when you're typing stuff, it sounds a little more serious than you mean it. Well, I, I was about to say, I, I believe that that's really where emojis come from. Is because yeah. you can be sarcastic, but if someone reads that in text, someone only understands you're being sarcastic if there's the little... You know, and I, winky face or something. And I refuse to use emojis for the most part <laughs> because right. I, I won't adapt to society's uh, whims. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I just wanted to go on record here. But if you're not in the Discord, you should join up. There'll be a link in the show notes, and uh, and you can come in there and tell me how wrong I am about everything I hold dear and true in life, too. Right. Yeah. So we probably should talk about odd news because if we do have some new listeners listening <laughs> they're going to be like what is this these dudes are just rambling <laughs> you know? they're talking about him buying used furniture and wearing shoes in the house what a weird podcast what kind of odd stories you got this week well i got a jamaica story uh, always good to have a jamaica story they are not as happy as they normally are in jamaica oh no yeah um, also have a couple of Florida or no one Florida story. Okay. I mean the quintessential Florida story, <laughs> if you could get down to it. Right. Well, what about you? We're going to talk about an angry man who was denied chicken at his favorite restaurant. But we've all been there. <laughs> We're going to talk about transparent wood. Okay. But I wanted to start with this. Six people arrested after changing the Hollywood sign to read Holly boob. <laughs> <laughs> Six, like, 15-year-olds? I don't know. Uh, Gotta be. This comes from Los Angeles Times. Six people were arrested Monday after scaling steep terrain around the iconic Hollywood sign and strategically changing it to convey what they said was a breast cancer awareness message, according to police. Okay. Which, that's what you want to tell police when they come knocking on your door. We're just promoting. I mean, October's (laughs) Breast Cancer Awareness Month, right? right? Yeah. Yeah, February is Heart Month. They probably had the idea in October, but it took them this long. It took a little while to plan it out. But they couldn't wait till next October. Sure, you can't let an idea like that just sit on the shelf. (laughs) Anyway, uh... They took a big tarp with a letter B, and they threw it over the W. Okay. So that's what it said. LAPD Captain Stevie Laurie said the Hollywood area, like the Hollywood area commander said, LAPD security personnel observed the five men and one woman on video surveillance around 1.15 p.m. So that's like early in the day. Yeah, it is. A police helicopter responded to the area, and flight crew were able to watch the group move back down the hill to a location on Muhalad Highway. There were other officers and park rangers met them there with handcuffs. <laughs> the arrestees were not publicly identified and could not be immediately reached for comment on Monday. The six will all be cited with a misdemeanor trespassing, and then they were released. That's worth it. <laughs> yeah, I know. 
But I feel like these guys, they didn't even try to get away with this. Yeah. You know, you got to do this under the cover of dark, don't you? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, I think so. That's yeah. uh, that's certainly something that you wouldn't want to do in the middle of the day. But maybe that's, they're like, well, we have great intentions here. We want to raise, <laughs> you know, awareness for breast cancer. Um, so nobody's going to get mad at us for this, right? Well, the cops do say that there was no actual vandalism caused, so the sign wasn't damaged. Uh, the site is surrounded by Griffith Park, but the sign itself is not accessible to the public and is privately maintained by the Hollywood Sign Trust. There's an entire oh, trust set okay. up to protect these sure. Hollywood letters. Do they not have they not invested in like a chain link fence or something that these people just to put around it so nobody can get to it? I don't know. I mean, it says that they had to scale some, some steep terrain, terrain to yeah. get up there, but it didn't say anything about. I guess maybe the maybe they think the terrain is enough to typically move uh, people off. But well, in sitcoms for years, it's kind of been a a trope to see people sure. hanging out around the letters, yeah. isn't it? Like yeah. the Simpsons and right. Although I think theirs was the Springfield. Sure. <laughs> uh, yeah, I just don't know why you wouldn't. Well, I mean, we know that walls don't work, right? So maybe that's the whole point, <laughs> right. right? Maybe it's racist to put a chain link <laughs> sign around the Hollywood sign or a chain link fence around the Hollywood yeah, sign. Right. But I, I would I would invest in a in a chain link fence with some barbed wire on top. Right. Or barbed wire for people who are from the <laughs> South because yeah. we all call it barbed wire for some reason. I would just make it say Holly, Holly Boob all the time. Yeah, I think that's definitely <laughs> that's better. Yeah, definitely <laughs> works with plenty of R-rated movies, you know? <laughs> says here that the sign was once changed on New Year's Day in 2017 to read Holly Weed. Oh, yeah, I remember that. <laughs> I definitely remember that. Well, that kind of brings me into my story then. Okay. Let's talk about Jamaica. Have you ever been to Jamaica? No, nah, man. Okay, Tiny. Well, you're... You're in my neighborhood now. You're going to have to travel internationally. <laughs> okay. That's just what we do. The people next to you apparently have a house in the Bahamas, right? That's what, on uh, the other that's side what of my you. neighbor said. Yeah. yeah. So, said they had a yacht down there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's that's the type of neighborhood you're living in now. <laughs> For some reason, you're toting used furniture bought from a charity in here. Oh, Don't forget leave. my banged up pickup truck. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes. I know. Oh, we didn't even talk about the fact. All right. <laughs> I think. And, and this is uncomfortable to address, but I think the world should know that Tiny wants my life, right? <laughs> Apparently. Tiny moved into but, my I mean, neighborhood. In my defense, who wouldn't want to live like John Long, okay? <laughs> Tiny moved into my neighborhood. A <laughs> uh, week after moving in, he is driving a minivan, just like my wife's minivan. <laughs> that's my or wife's. His wife's. I was say, that's my yeah. wife's minivan. Yeah. Yes, it's nothing. Don't don't, after she don't try to run from the van line. <laughs> after she told me, uh, if you get if we get that house, I will drive that Yukon mm-hmm. till the wheels come off. Yeah, I won't ask for another vehicle. Then now you got to run exactly <laughs> like mine. <laughs> that lasted approximately forty eight hours yeah. before she was looking at new cars. Deidre's parents now have that minivan. Okay, we just gave it to her because that's what rich people do. We have no <laughs> reason to sell cars. it. You know, we just give somebody a car. Uh, but I can't wait till she comes back down because you may not remember. It is exactly the same van except yours is a Chrysler and ours was a Dodge. <laughs> but they're both made by the same people. Right. So I walked out with the kids to put them on the bus one morning, mm-hmm. uh, Libby and Ollie, and I look over and I'm like, <laughs> but doggone, Tiny's got our van now. <laughs> was moving in the neighborhood not enough? Yeah. So that's kind of wild. Yeah. So I, I blew my whole marijuana segue I was going to have uh, from Hollyweed to Jamaica, but that just popped in my brain that mm-hmm. Tiny wants my life. Okay. 
me wearing a pair of glasses next week. That's right. Yeah, you should. <laughs> we, uh, you're going to come over. I'm wearing like a Grateful Dead t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> I'm wearing my shoes in yeah, the house. shoes on in the house. <laughs> well, I'd like to point out, Tiny did invite, or I, we got invited to Tiny's house last night, and we went. This is two times I've been over to Tiny's house for some sort of social events <laughs> yes. as he moved in. Much more than I've been to anyone else's house that I know yeah. outside of my parents and my wife's parents. Uh, I ref- did not take my shoes off the whole time I was there. Which I don't think anybody did. No, they so, did. Yeah. Because why would you? Why would you? Yeah, we we right. live in the Alabama. We don't live in Canada. Yeah, right. I know where you're troping through mud, <laughs> yeah. traipsing through mud and stuff. At one point, John went to the bathroom and I invited everybody upstairs to the game room I to see the furniture. I was, trying to, I was trying to show everybody on the down low. I came out. <laughs> the entire group of people I was talking with were gone. Yeah. And all, like all the other like people were in the kitchen talking. And I was like, well, nobody I know in there. Yeah. <laughs> and, so, uh, and so I just kept, I just wandered around the house until I found y'all. And Tiny's up there sitting on some nice durable and reclining. <laughs> And rocking and reclining furniture. <laughs> and John's wife immediately looked at him and said, Tiny got all this uh-huh. for $250. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> she knows. She knows how we put food on the table around here. Yeah. We came back and talked about y'all all night. Like, I can't believe they would buy that kind of stuff. Put a post in the neighborhood Facebook group. Um, okay. Back to Jamaica, Vaughn. Yeah. Jamaica faces a marijuana shortage as farmers struggle. Oh, no. Um, This is the Biden presidency, (laughs) y'all. This is what you wanted. This is what y'all voted for. (laughs) It'd be very American to think Jamaica's part of America, too. (laughs) Right. Oh, I know it is. My my friend goes on vacation there, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Jamaica is running low on ganja. This is from the AP, by the way, so it's legit. Heavy rains followed by an extended drought, an increase in local consumption, and a drop in the number of marijuana farmers has caused a shortage in the island's famed but largely illegal market that experts say is the worst they've ever seen. Hmm. I didn't know it was illegal in Jamaica. I thought it, yeah, I didn't didn't know it was either. (laughs) Well, here's a quote from Tristan Thompson, who's a chief opportunity explorer uh, for a consulting and brokerage firm. Uh, in the company's uh, legal cannabis industry, he says it's a cultural embarrassment. <laughs> well, what's the difference between the legal and the illegal cannabis I, market? I have no idea. Huh? Uh, Jamaica, which foreigners have long associated with pot, reggae, and Rastafarians, authorized a regulated medical marijuana industry and decriminalized small amounts of weed in 2015. So they're on the same track as Alabama, basically. <laughs> yeah. You can have medical reasons in small amounts. Yeah. Or well, it's been, I guess it's still illegal, but it's decriminalized. Yeah. You don't go to jail for it. People caught with two ounces or less of cannabis. How much is two ounces? Do you know? It's uh, 56 grams. Okay. Tiny's never had to do drug math, y'all. He doesn't no. know. Uh, I was trying to think. I was like, well, it's like uh, up to here if you had a coffee cup. <laughs> uh, people would. Oh, man, I scrolled the article accidentally. People caught with two grams or less of cannabis are supposed to pay a small fine and face no arrest or criminal record. The island also allows individuals to cultivate up to five plants, and Rastafarians are legally allowed to smoke ganja for sacramental purposes. Hmm. Now, that's a church I could get into, you know? (laughs) Right. Uh, Snoop Dogg's church. (laughs) 
But enforcement is spotty as many tourists and locals continue to buy marijuana on the street, where it's grown more scarce and more expensive. Of course, supply and demand, Mm -hmm. the less there is, the more expensive it's going to be. The the rain and the drought has really uh, been the main factors behind it. It destroyed everything, said Danielle Bozera, who grows marijuana in the southwest part of Jamaica, in a historical village called Akamopong, Akamopong, founded by escaped 18th century slaves known as Maroons. The city's so nice they named it twice. (laughs) Uh, Worsening the problem were strict COVID-19 measures, including a 6 p.m. curfew that meant farmers couldn't tend to their fields at night as is routine, says Kendrick Wallace, who is 29 and cultivates two acres in in, in the same town with the help of 20 other farmers. So... There you go, Corona nerds. <laughs> Y'all have ruined the marijuana industry in, in Jamaica. In Jamaica. Uh, he noted that a lack of roads forces many farmers to walk and reach their fields. So uh, Wallace estimated he lost more than 18000 in recent months, $18,000 in That's recent a lot. months, and cultivated only 300 pounds compared to an average of seven to 800 pounds that the mm. group normally produces. Off of two acres is pretty good, I would think. So, anyways, if you're headed to Jamaica, you better put your weed up your butt. I mean, I don't know what to tell you. BYOW. Yeah, right. Yeah. You got to bring your own weed down there <laughs> uh, because they're not going to have it for you. I don't understand. Now, don't, I'm not, you know, promoting drug use. I just legally. I am, for the record. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't understand why some, like, I feel like something should be either illegal or it's legal. Like, what is this? You can have a little bit. You just can't have too much. You see well, what I'm saying? I think what, well, in the United States, we used to have, well, and we still do for some drugs, like mandatory minimum laws. So mm-hmm. if you had a minimum of this amount, you mandatorily got this sentence. Right. So what they've done without having to go in and go, all right, it's it's legal, so we can't regulate it in any ways. They've they've rolled those back. That's mm-hmm. what dec- at least as far as my understanding is, which is no understanding at all. And so by you're the not way. locking up as many people, right? Yeah, separating for having families a, for yeah, just a little bit for having yeah. seven grams of weed or whatever. Mm-hmm. There, uh, you know, there's no need to put somebody in jail for 15 years for that, right? You know, so let's write them a ticket. Let's let it be a misdemeanor so they can go on about their life and hope mm-hmm. that that will help at least curb the problem of prison overcrowding is I think why we're doing it around here. Right. And the fact that I think most people have realized that if you smoke marijuana, you're not going to go like kill your family or (laughs) rob a convenience store. Yeah. Now you might eat all the Doritos Locos tacos. (laughs) That's right. Yeah. No (laughs) snacks at home for anybody (laughs) else, but you, but yeah, they've realized that it's not as bad as Mm -hmm. it's been portrayed. It's not methamphetamines or crack or even cocaine. So or alcohol for that matter. Yeah. Yeah. I mean alcohol, legal, perfectly legal <laughs> yeah. for anyone twenty one years or over. And you look at the drunk driving stats and the people killed in that yeah. and it's it's a nightmare. Yeah. Yeah. I mean and all the other repercussions. <laughs> We're very Baptist right now. <laughs> all the other repercussions that come with people who have a problem with alcohol. Mm-hmm. Now some people can responsibly drink. I have one beer in my fridge, for the record. <laughs> Thanks, Jacqueline. <laughs> that Jacqueline gave me, that Tiny gave me. <laughs> Tiny is currently hiding from his in-laws. <laughs> he doesn't want to be kicked out of church and the family. I don't know what you're talking about. Hey, look, <laughs> this might be the best thing for you to do when you get in over your head with the house and the mortgage payment yeah. is 
just bring home a six pack, leave it in the fridge, invite your father in law over and be like, Yeah, go. Can you grab me the the avocados out of the fridge or whatever? And he goes and sees it and he's like, Tara, we, we got to get you out of this environment. Tiny is drinking. Yeah. You know? It's like the escape hatch. That's your escape hatch for it all. <laughs> Maybe leave a bottle of wine like out on the counter when they come over. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, let's talk about transparent wood. Okay. What do you think about when I say transparent wood? That was the name of my first band. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, this comes from CBC Radio. I guess they have a website. Uh, scientists develop transparent wood that is stronger and lighter than glass. Oh, wow. Researchers at the University of Maryland have turned ordinary sheets of wood into transparent material that is nearly as clear as glass, but stronger and has better insulating properties. It could become an energy-efficient building material in the future. Wood is made of two basic ingredients, cellulose, which are tiny fibers, and I think that's linen, light lignin. Come on with it. It bonds those fibers together <laughs> and gives it strength. It's like the glue sure. of the cellulose. Tear a paper towel in half and look closely along the edge, and you will see the little cellulose fibers sticking up. Uh, lignin is the glue-like <laughs> material that bonds the fibers together, and the little and a little like the plastic resin in fiberglass or carbon fiber. Sure. It also contains molecules called chromospores, which give the wood its brown color and prevent light from passing through. Early attempts to make transparent wood involve removing the glue-like material. <laughs> <laughs> Keep going with it. I'm enjoying you pronouncing it. But this involved hazardous chemicals, high temperatures, and a lot of time making the product expensive and somewhat brittle. But a new technique is so cheap and easy that it could literally be done in the backyard. Okay. Like we could make transparent wood in the backyard if we wanted there to. There we go. have a transparent wood deck. <laughs> yeah, that'd be kind of cool. Yeah, it would. Uh, starting with planks of wood a meter long and one millimeter th thick. Mm, they lost me at the metric system. <laughs> I'll never be able to do this. The scientists simply brushed on a solution of hydrogen peroxide using an ordinary paintbrush. When left in the sun or under a UV lamp for an hour, a UV lamp <laughs> for an hour or so, the peroxide bleached out the brown chromospores but left the glue-like material called lignin. <laughs> intact so that the wood turned white. Next, they infused the wood with a tough transparent epoxy designed for marine use, which filled the spaces and pores in the wood, and then it hardened, which made the white wood transparent. Okay. You can see a similar effect by taking the same piece of paper towel, dip half of it in water, and then place it on a patterned surface. The white paper towel will become translucent with light passing through the water and the cellulose fibers without being scattered by refraction. The epoxy in the wood does an even better job of this, allowing 90% of visible light to pass through. And the result is a long piece of what looks like glass with the strength and flexibility of wood. And they got a picture here. Check that out. Oh, wow. It looks like a, one of those little slides yeah, it really in does. science class that yeah. you put under a microscope. I wonder if it works on a on a two-by-four like that. You know, like how long yeah. you'd have to let it sit out there to do it. Or you'd probably need like a maybe a thinner material. Yeah. Like this this thing, is, it looks like really thin. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it, I don't know if it's going to work on a 
Yeah, like I was just thinking, I'd like to make a fence. Right. (laughs) What's a neighbor's dog run into it all the time? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Uh, As a window material, it would be much more resistant to accidental breakage. Oh, okay. Excellent come Halloween. Sure, yeah. (laughs) Beep kids are egging your house. Yeah. Uh, The clear wood is lighter than glass, which better insulates things, and it's important because windows are also a major source of heat loss in buildings. Yeah. Yeah, that's so true. in the wintertime, you hold that heat in. Yeah. It also might take less energy to manufacture clear wood because there are no high temperatures involved. Uh, and then it just goes on and on to say what all this could do. It's really promising. I, yeah, it's kind of fascinating. It's kind of cool. Well, you know, it's just big timber, you know, <laughs> trying to stay alive. Right. Which lumber prices have went through the roof here in the past month or so. Are you serious? Yeah. Oh, man. It's ridiculous. Hmm. I don't know if you've been out trying to buy any. No, but uh, you know, my dad, he's got eighty six acres of land. Yeah. Might be time to uh is it pine? It's mostly pine. Oh yeah. I would it might be time to uh, you know. Yeah. (laughs) You need to talk to a forester. (laughs) Yes. Let me put you in touch with a few. I know a couple. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. And um they might be willing to cut it. I don't know. Might be time to I think my I just gr- know about retail. I don't know what is going at the mill or whatever. Okay, gotcha. But I would think if it's up, it's up. Well, I, was, I was about to say, yeah. yeah, if it goes up one spot, you would think it just go right. unless there's like a huge, you know, shortage on chainsaws or something. <laughs> it's harder to cut. <laughs> I don't know. That's a good point. Well, tiny, that may help you pay off your house. So <laughs> I, I don't know. It. <laughs> I don't know. Um, well, tonight we got the Super Bowl. I don't think we can really say the Super Bowl. Because they've trademarked it or whatever. Oh, really? Yeah, everybody calls it the big game. You know, you're talking about it on radio or whatever. The pooper bowl. Yeah. <laughs> the superb owl. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh, do you know who's in the Super Bowl? It's the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yep. And if you hadn't asked me, <laughs> I would tell you. <laughs> the Kansas City Chiefs. That's right. The, the chefs. <laughs> What's uh, <laughs> What is your uh, prediction? Do you have a prediction? I'm going to guess Tampa Bay mm-hmm. because last night I flipped a coin. Okay. And I put Tampa Bay was tails. So, all right. Tails never fails. <laughs> right. By the way, when you're flipping coins, what's people your forget. Predi- you follow NFL a lot more closely yeah. than I do. Well, I think that Kansas City is going to win. Okay. But in a big reverse from everything in my history, I won't. Tampa Bay to win. Okay. Because I have a long standing rivalry with Tom Brady <laughs> because in 1999, he beat us in the Orange Bowl, beat Alabama in the Orange Bowl, and I've never forgiven him for it. Right. You know, but I think it would be neat to see him win again because he's like, we're the same age, basically. Mm-hmm. And he's an NFL quarterback, and I struggle walking up a flight of stairs. <laughs> so I would just like to see him win one for the old guys. And, uh, <laughs> I think it would be a neat little story. But Kansas City is really good. Their offense is mm-hmm. unreal. Patrick Mahomes, great quarterback. But so I, I assume you still have your sling uh, subscription. <laughs> I have it for the month of February. Which we got into that last night about how I am skeptical <laughs> of watching sports outside of the cable realm, right? Right. Uh, I don't know. Like, well, what about satellite? You don't like satellite either. Well, we have satellite. Oh, you have it. That's close to. That's okay. that's cable. You know, we have a uh, direct TV. Well, I mean, yeah. What, what you going to do when like a leaf falls off of a tree and like we don't have that problem. Signal? I don't have that problem here okay. because my house is so huge. My satellite. I don't know if you've seen it on the side of the house. <laughs> it's like eight miles in the air. 
Yeah. <laughs> Eight miles is high. <laughs> we are <laughs> it's up there. My my dish is almost touching the satellite that's broadcasting <laughs> to us. <laughs> if I ever have to adjust it or something, I don't have a ladder tall enough to do it. <laughs> right. So uh, I'm not worried about that. There's no trees around <laughs> us that are that tall, anyways, too. So uh, what about like uh, bad, has bad weather ever? Giving you a choppy signal or at the old house it would some it hadn't happened here any because you're again because you're satellite yeah. or close. above the clouds the, <laughs> right. the very tip top of our roof doesn't even get rained on. I got you. <laughs> well, so you'll be watching the Super Bowl. Yes, I'll be watching the Super Bowl. We're not watching the Super Bowl together though. No, because you're on the internet and I refuse <laughs> to watch sports on the internet. Although my wife thinks we're about to cut the cord on everything. (laughs) But she just thinks that. Yeah, she thinks that. (laughs) She does not understand. It's like I was bringing up last night. Everybody's like, oh, yeah, no, I can watch games on Hulu and YouTube Live. And I'm like, well, what about the MLB channel and the NBA channel and the NHL channel? (laughs) Uh, I want to watch a mid-season Portland Trailblazers Utah Jazz game that nobody cares about except me, you know? (laughs) Right. So I want to be watching that. Y'all are only getting the big stuff. I I like all of it. I need the, the the cornhole championship. I want to watch that. I want to see that little squirrel on water skis. <laughs> right. World Series of poker. You know, I need to be in all of that. So I don't understand sports on the internet, but I, maybe I'll have to figure it out. Mm-hmm. And if everybody keeps cutting the cord, eventually, I guess it'll be, it'll, it'll get worked out. But I, I just can't imagine waiting for the field goal that's going to, you know, Either let your bet come in. Not that I bet on sports. <laughs> I do not bet on sports. Or, I do Robin Hood. Yeah. That's like gambling for bad pretty much. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Stock market's perfectly fine to gamble on. Yes. Can't gamble on sports. It's not gambling. It's yeah. investing. But what if you're doing and you're waiting for like Alabama to kick the field goal in the game, Tiny, and all mm-hmm. of a sudden it starts buffering? You know, what are you going to do? I would pull out a gun and shoot myself. You know, <laughs> I would just die. I could not handle that. <laughs> Anyways, back to the article here. Um, uh, everybody's going to be watching the Super Bowl. Anybody who is cool and a lot of people who are not cool <laughs> are going to be watching the Super Bowl. What about that one dude last year? Which uh, one? The it, guy who came to the party last well, year? No, no, no. What was it? The uh, Pass the Salt podcast? Who oh, was yes. suing the NFL over the halftime I show. forgot about that dude. <laughs> yes. Everybody still needs to go leave that guy a five-star review and just mention us just for fun. We should get that fired go, up every year. Go Super Bowl update time. your review yeah. and ask him if he's watching this That's year. Right. Who's, Although, doing, who's doing the halftime the show? The weekend. The weekend. The weekend. Yeah. The we- you don't know who this, the weekend this is? This entire weekend. Yeah, the entire weekend's doing it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, I don't know that much about the weekend, though. He's got one catchy song that I remember, but. Is it a guy or a group? It's a guy. Oh, and yeah. he's the weekend? Yeah. Huh. Yeah. I, if, as far as I know, he's just a guy. Does everybody work for him? I guess so. <laughs> That's a pretty good one. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so, you know, how do you prefer to watch the Super Bowl? Uh, on a TV. On a TV. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Over the internet. Um, well, a study says that 6% will be watching the Super Bowl naked. Oh, okay. Which is, I'm one is, of the, is, is I that, am the 6%. Is that why we're not watching it together? <laughs> That's right. <this> year? <laughs> it was, it was really awkward when we, had the, when we had the college group over last year. <laughs> I watch all sporting events naked. That's yeah. just how I do it. Okay. Um, a study by Oracle has found that twice as many people will be, will be watching the Super Bowl alone or also at a virtual party this year. Okay. 
That's nerd. Is this COVID's fault? <laughs> yes. That's nerd city right there. <laughs> you could not get me to join a Zoom call to watch the Super Bowl. Uh-huh. I'd never. Um, while the study says people are just excited for this year's Super Bowl, as in previous years, they won't be spending the big game day with friends over piles of wings. Instead, 8% of respondents plan on attending a virtual party. Twice as many people as in previous years will be watching the Super Bowl on their own. I prefer to watch sporting events on my own, too, by the way. Okay. If people from church are over here, I can't cuss at the TV, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, Which perhaps explains why almost equal numbers, 21% of people will be wearing pajamas as those in fan gear. That would be my wife. She wears pajamas 90% of the day. Um, Lingerie, by the way, (laughs) because that's what I tell her to wear. Okay. Uh, In a a true testament to freedom, though, 6% of respondents plan to watch the Super Bowl nude or in their underwear. Perhaps the lack of expenditure on clothes also explains why people are generally expecting to spend less than in previous years. There has been a 7% fall in people spending $100 to $500 on the holiday. I like how they classify it as a holiday. <laughs> hey, when is it a holiday? It should be a holiday. 100% it should be a holiday. And maybe that would get us out of going to church on Sunday nights. <laughs> All it took was a pandemic for I could watch the Super Bowl two years in a row. Uh, according to Oracle, crying is a common reaction to the game outcome. It's true. You ever cried over the outcome of a game? Not well. Not a Super Bowl. No, not a Super Bowl. I was about no. to say I've, I've cried watching my beloved Alabama Crimson Tide I, I a few to, times. Like, how stupid is that? that <laughs> it like, is dumb. Like, I think about that all the time. It's like I have nothing to do with this. Mm-hmm. You know, like I'm watching from a TV miles away from the stadium. <laughs> I'm not on the team. I'm not even in the stadium cheering, and it hurts so bad when you lose. Luckily, we had lost a lot, though. I was about to say, if uh, I feel like if we lose to a better team, I can deal with it a lot better. But when Lee Tiffin can't kick an extra point, then that's why we lose. <laughs> Look, I will not let you slander Lee Tiffin. He was a good kicker. Now, Overall, we had an Arkansas game when he was a freshman where he was not good at all. Yeah. Yeah. They, I thought they ruined him, but he came back and did pretty good the senior year. He was really great. Did you notice he, he missed his last his extra point on the way, like his last kick <laughs> oh, yeah. in Alabama? Yes. Uh, our kicker this year, though, did real good. Real good. I mean, real good. I mean, so, so much so that I haven't even posted about him on social media. So good, I kind of am upset you're talking about it. No, I, mean, I don't want to jinx it. <laughs> so anyways, crying, common reaction to the outcome of a game, a sign of, a, of the emotional intensity of America's third favorite holiday behind Christmas and New Year's. Those are the two top two. Oh, Christmas. Yeah, there's been a war on Christmas. I'm surprised it's it's bouncing back <laughs> like it has. Uh, 54% of the fans would make a major sacrifice in exchange for their team winning the Super Bowl. Uh, that does sound quite dramatic, but the major sacrifices in question are giving up drinking for a year, uh, doing all the household chores for a year, or giving up your favorite food for a year, or losing a week's vacation. Men are twice as likely to cry at the Super Bowl as women. And they say we show no emotion, <laughs> you know, and 35% of people say that Super Bowl has made them cry before. Uh, this may be because of their above commitments to give up drinking. <laughs> That's a pretty good line. <laughs> so anyways, I really wanted to get to the meat of the matter, which is 6% of the people are going to be watching naked. 
Or in their underwear. Or in their underwear. I wish they would have just went ahead and got the numbers on both yeah. of them. Yeah, I need. I need Is that like five percent in their underwear and one percent naked? naked? I, don't I don't know. know. Yeah, but uh, the nakedness, I of course am uncomfortable with my own body. You know, <laughs> I wouldn't want to force that on anybody else, but uh, it's definitely you're freeing. You know, <laughs> you're free. You're freed up in it. Free to cry too. Yeah, you're free. To, much easier to cry <laughs> naked, which I do after every time I make love. So, uh, yeah, tears of joy. By the way, tears of joy. Let's talk about this ABC News story right here. How about this? Angry maskless man. Denied food service, he returns with a gun to steal fried chicken and waffles. Okay. All right. I don't hate it. (laughs) A man who was denied service for not wearing a mask at a fried chicken restaurant allegedly returned with a gun, and he held up the kitchen before robbing them of fried chicken and waffles. (laughs) The incident occurred at approximately 5.37 p.m. at Roscoe's House of Chicken and Waffles in Pasadena, California. Sure. According to ABC News, Los Angeles station, KABC. Famous place, by the way. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever had, you know what? I've never had, I've had fried chicken my whole Mm -hmm. life, but I've never put it together with waffles. Yeah, I haven't either. Okay. You know, I mean. Is that like a West Coast thing? I guess. I think it's a West Coast thing to seem like they're from the South. Okay. That's gotcha. how I think it. That's how in my mind it works. Well, yeah. here in the South, we eat it with biscuits. Yeah. So. Well, we eat fried chicken with just about anything. So right. I'm sure there's been a, a chicken and waffle combo. It may have originated down here. I don't know. but I'm just not aware. Yeah. yeah. I eat chickens. I eat waffles. I, I don't think I would hate them together either. Yeah. I mean, I eat, I eat them with biscuits. Yeah. And I like to put, you know, syrup. Yeah. Jelly and honey sure. and all that good stuff. Right. Honey's my favorite. Oh, yeah. Honey's Love great. Love honey biscuits. Anyway. Well, I mean, Golden Eagle's where it's at, by the way. <laughs> Well, that's good, too. Yeah. A lot of people don't like Golden Eagle on a lot of stuff because it's so thick, but I can manage. If it all crumbles up in the syrup, that's better for me. I just (laughs) eat it with a fork. KABC said that according to police and restaurant officials, the suspect initially walked into Roscoe's to order the food, but he was denied service by the staff because he was not wearing a mask. Employees informed him that he could return to get the food when he was wearing one. He wasn't abiding by... You know, no. Governor Newsom's rules over there. The man then left the restaurant, but he did indeed return this time when he should have been wearing a mask. Yeah. <laughs> but he should've, still wasn't wearing a mask. Should have went home. But and he got was a carrying mask. a gun. <laughs> okay. Next best thing, really. <laughs> well, if you're going to bring a gun, yeah. that's when you should bring a mask too, right? Like even if there's not a pandemic, if you're yeah. waving a gun around, you need to be wearing a mask. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, I'd say my daily checking list is pocket knife, gun, mask, right? Yes. When I before I leave the house, wallet, watch, you know, all the yeah. things a guy needs, right? Uh this is a quote here. He comes straight towards me with a gun, pointing it at me and saying, "Put all the chicken in the bag." <laughs> Cook Robert Gonzalez, who was working in the kitchen when the suspect walked in, told KABC In an interview after the incident, manager Angela Petro said he didn't take or demand any cash from the restaurant, only chicken and waffles. (laughs) He's just hungry, you know? (laughs) He didn't take any cash, manager Angela Petrino said. He actually took chicken, and before he walked out the door, he took syrup. Like he grabbed a bottle of syrup off the table. (laughs) (laughs) Got got around out the meal. Petro told KABC that the whole incident, while amusing in hindsight, was terrifying while it was happening. They were feeling scared, especially my cashier, Petro said. She was very, very scared, and when I first talked to her, she was basically hysterical. But after a while, she calmed down, 
And she started laughing about it because she realized that all he did was take the chicken. Yeah. They're just taking the chicken. Nothing wrong with that, right? In an ironic twist, surveillance cameras were able, were able to capture the images of the man's face due to the fact that he was not wearing a mask. That's right. Had he just been wearing a mask, I mean, they would have sold him the chicken to begin with. Yeah, all of this could have been avoided with a mask, <laughs> yes. right? Yeah. Every, every angle of this story <laughs> with a mask would be a lot better. According to the Los Angeles Times, the suspect is described as a black man in his 30s or 40s with a thin build black curly hair, hazel eyes, and tattoos on his neck and face. Okay. Something tells me they're going to get this guy. Yeah, <laughs> I would think so, too. Tattoo. They got a description like that. Yeah. He was last seen wearing a green sweater and white sweatpants with uh, with black polka dots on them. Okay. His companion, They this is the first time they said he had a companion with him, but he was described as a Latino man with a shaved head standing between five feet four and five feet five. And oh, weighing, short king. <laughs> weighing yeah. about 150 pounds. All right. Uh, no one was injured in the incident, but the man who robbed the establishment is still at large. I almost got shot over stupidity, I guess, mm-hmm. said Gonzalez to KABC. Look, you put a gun in my face and say, give me all the chicken, I'm going to be loading you up with it. You know, it's <laughs> yes. like, you can have all you want. Let me drop <laughs> another bit down in the fryer for you. Can you wait, sir? I mean, there's really not a whole lot of stuff I can... I, I think I would refuse at that point. Yeah, like, right, you try yeah. and take my kids. I'm just going to go ahead and chew a bullet. Yeah, but, you know. right. Yeah, I mean, outside of, yeah, personal harm or harm to my family. <laughs> right. Yeah. If mean, you just want to take something from me, yeah, take it. I don't care. There you go. Yeah. But, Especially if it's just chicken. Yeah, right. I'm like, sorry, let's get, leave me a second, get the waffles up, <laughs> you know? <laughs> Does this be a to-go order, you know? <laughs> I'm guessing so. <laughs> The dude had face tattoos. We along know, and it's long been established, I'm anti-tattoo on the <laughs> right. show, right? Yeah. For this reason, they're easily identifiable markers on you. Mm-hmm. If you look at me, I just look like any other average white dude, you know? <laughs> yeah. So I don't have, you can't be, well, he had a, he had a face tattoo. But I think when you start getting face tattoos, that's when you're like, I'm checking out of society. Right. You know, like I don't want to be in, in considered in a normal area of society or when you cut part of your nose and your upper lip off true yeah (laughs) yeah that's a call back to last show for all our new (laughs) listeners who haven't shut us off yet (laughs) well let's talk about this guy with a face tattoo somebody posted this in the group i think it was kevin okay the dapper man dapper dan yeah yeah dapper man yeah man with a florida tattoo on his forehead arrested for misuse of 911 and marijuana possession I'll show you his picture in case you don't remember it. <laughs> has a has a tattoo of the state of Florida right in between his eyes. Yeah, it's like a silhouette. Yeah, of the panhandle right uh, there. Yeah, of the the state right in between his eyes. So this, you would think they would center it up on his forehead, but he it's not even like centered yeah, correctly. No. Well. Like Orlando's right around the bridge of his nose. You know, Miami <laughs> right. probably is more closer to the bridge of his nose. You got Tampa right about his eyebrow. You know. <laughs> Um, you're getting over into Panama City up above his eyeball. So, <laughs> uh, so a uh, a Newport Richie man left little doubt behind that he was a Florida man. His forehead can even attest to it. According to police, 22 year old Matthew Lethem was arrested early Sunday morning after twice calling 911 to fight a ride home. According to a court complaint, which notes Lethem cursed at the call taker and during the call as well. Hmm. So he's calling now on. He just wants to ride home. <laughs> he got his Uber number mixed up. The arresting officer said he offered to call Lethem a taxi, 
But Lethem said he didn't have any money and began walking home. So then he called a second time to ask for a ride, the complaint states, and the uh, officer arrested him. Now, they're supposed to serve and protect. And I would think (laughs) giving somebody a ride is part of the serve part, right? Maybe the serve and protect are together. It's it's not one or the other. (laughs) So he was charged with a misuse of 911 system as well as a possession of marijuana, and he was released on a $300 bond. So that's (laughs) all the article says. But yeah, I just feel like, hey, police officer, I know he's not supposed to be calling 911, but let's just put him in a car and drive him home. And Did he have any priors or anything like that? Oh, or? if you got a Florida tattoo <laughs> in between your eyeballs, you got some prior arrests, I guarantee you. I mean, I know I he's only thinking, 22, but yeah. I was just thinking maybe he just caught that cop on like the worst night. <laughs> Does this look like a guy who hadn't been in trouble with the law before? <laughs> just ask yourself that question. No. Yeah, he is definitely... I hate, to gen- I hate to generalize, but... Sometimes you can't, you know? <laughs> yes. like, like, I know we're not supposed to judge a book by its cover, but sometimes you can do that. <laughs> People forget that you really can do that, if and the, you know, like, the book is no good. If the book has a tattoo of Florida <laughs> exactly. right on your forehead... Yeah, you know it's going to be trouble. That's all you need to know. <laughs> That's what happened. Well, this guy, I, I wish him the best. Hope he... Hope he uh, Comes out of this on the other side a whole lot better. Mm-hmm. And you know what I also hope he does? What's that? Order some world-famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice. Nice. We want to thank our sponsor, world-famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice, for their support. Check them out at CajunCurl.com. You can order the spice right there on their website. It was created on the Elm Bayou in Evangeline Parish, Louisiana, and it's a seasoning that goes on everything. If you like cooking or eating, this is a spice for you. Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice goes well on chicken, beef, pork, potatoes, Florida gators, and anything else you can think of putting it on. Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice uh, on it will change your life. This dude that robbed the chicken and waffle place probably had had some in his back pocket. That's why he wanted it so bad. Uh, on their website, Cajun Curl Bayou Blended, on their website, which is CajunCurl.com, you can order the original Bayou Blended Spice, and you'll also find recipes that are absolutely mind-blowing. You can locate your nearest retailer or order your own, and if your local grocer doesn't carry your world-famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice, ask them to start stocking it. Now, here locally, in the greater Tuscaloosa Northport Metroplex, it's available at Vowell's Fresh Market on Skyland Boulevard, South's Finest Meats in Tuscaloosa, Mark's Mart in downtown Northport, and the Piggly Wiggly on Lurleen Wallace Boulevard in Northport, Alabama. All of their products are made in the USA, so not only do you enjoy the taste of Cajun Girl, but you also feel patriotic while you enjoy your meal. It's all natural, low salt, and it has a little kick, but it doesn't burn your lips. World-famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice. Taste the spice, but not the heat. Check them out at CajunCurl.com and use our promo code EOP10. That's EOP and the number 10 to get a 10% discount. Because we ask that you use the spice, but we don't ask you to pay full price. That's right. All right, John, do you want to do phone calls or do you want to do messages or do you want to do questions first? You know, uh, either one's fine with me. Okay. Either one. I'm, I'm open. Let's do voicemails. Okay. We're gonna we're gonna address Shoegate. Okay. All right. It was popping off. Here we go. Hey guys, it's Nicole. Um, I'm actually responding to Jacqueline's phone call from last week about shoes. 
and I have to say I'm team John on this. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess I, I will take my shoes off in the house if I need to, but I would say the point is pretty moot if you have children under 10, because I can guarantee whatever's on the bottom of my shoes is far from the worst thing that's been on my floor within the last 24 <laughs> hours on any given day. That's also, a good I point. have a dog. And my dog does not wear shoes, and it comes in and out of the house. So, excellent boy. You know, I I really don't see as it has much bearing on how many germs are in my house. I've seen a lot of things on my floor, and that's it. Great content as usual, guys. Have a great day. All right, great call. So, Nicole, not only smart and beautiful, (laughs) yeah, but bringing the heat with the dog comment, yeah, Yeah. because your dog doesn't care. Also, (laughs) your dog just lick his butt anytime, you know, and his private parts and your floor, yeah. But you know, uh, there's two guys went to a Georgia game, and uh, it's first time they'd ever been to a Georgia game, and they bring a guy out, you know, their Mm -hmm. mascot, the bulldog, sits mug is out on 50 yard line, sits down. And starts licking himself right there in the middle of the stadium. And Bubba looked at Earl and said, man, I wish I could do that. And Earl was like, Bubba, that dog will bite you. Great joke. That's a Louis Grizzard joke, by the way. (laughs) Not my own, but yes, good joke. All right. And we have one more. Hi, guys. It's Jacqueline. Okay, John, you're right. I owe you an apology. (laughs) <laughs> Let's put that on a loop, please. <laughs> Can you snip that out and I'll put it as my ringtone? Um, there were very few, I guess, uh, uh, cases of COVID from that stupid football game gathering thing. So you're right. Look how begrudgingly it sounds. I pointed this out in the Discord. I gave more people COVID personally. I gave more people COVID than got it from the national championship celebration. Jacqueline sounds like my in-laws after the election. (laughs) I owe you an apology for that. I do not owe you an apology for shoes in the house. Uh Uh-oh. I know it's not the germs that I'm concerned about. It's the physical debris. I live in Canada. We have snow, ice, cold, mud, garbage most of the year. So even just walking through the parking lot, walking my driveway, you get crap all over your feet. So, I mean, you will not win this argument with me. You might win it if you think you do, but you know, I will I will never be convinced that shoes in the house is, is ideal. So also, do you wear your shoes to bed? Because if you do not wear your shoes to bed, you're one, you're a hypocrite. But if you do wear your shoes to bed, ew, that's even worse. And All right, which is it, John? Are you a hypocrite or are you even worse? <laughs> well, she brought this up in the Discord and I pointed it out. To compare compare the floor to the bed is uh, disingenuous at best, okay? okay? But I do not sleep in my shoes. I sleep with them next to my bed in case I need to get up and go rescue someone for, during a fire or something, you right. know? So I don't sleep with my shoes in my bed. But there's a lot of things that I do in my bed that I wouldn't do on the floor either. Mm-hmm. Now, there's some I do in my bed that I do do on the floor sometimes. It <laughs> you, depends on you, how we feel. Did you, know? you say you do do on the floor? <laughs> <laughs> that I will do on uh, the floor. I got you. I got yeah, you. I think I did say do do on the floor. <laughs> yeah, which is what a dog will do. You know? <laughs> Let me ask you this. Do you sleep with a fire extinguisher in your bedroom? Uh, no, but I have one nearby. Okay. Yeah. I was about to say, I, I keep one. Well, we have one in the kitchen. Yeah. And then we have one in the bedroom. I have 
industrial. I mean, they're like this mm-hmm. big fire extinguishers that I have when we shut the restaurant down. Yeah, I was listening to a podcast one time talking about, and the guy just mentioned, he's like, hey, if your house is on fire and there's a fire between you and your kids, this, you know, you might yeah, want to have, you a, do? You might have a fire yeah. extinguisher right there so you well, can go I'll fight run, the fire. I'll so. just run through the fire because I have shoes on, <laughs> you know? Right. So I, I think I can get to the fire extinguisher given my shoes in the house policy. Mm-hmm. Jacqueline will have to get from her bedroom through the fire outside to get her shoes or mud room or whatever. Yeah. Uh, and then be and able then turn to, on the hose. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> if but it's I, not frozen over. I think what Jacqueline and I have gotten here is this is largely a geographical argument. Gotcha. It's not necessarily a uh, sanitation argument mm-hmm. in in that regard. Anyway, continuing. I mean, anyway, um, about the show, uh, great show. The guy with the, all the tattoos is trying to look like an alien. I'd like to know where he gets his money from because tattoos are freaking expensive. I have some that are like, like thousand dollar tattoos. Like they are to cover your whole body and to get that much body modification, you gotta have a whole lot of money. So I want to know this guy's origin story. Uh, anyways, I will uh, talk to you later. Love you. Great show. Bye. That is an excellent point. Like, you know, she's not kidding. They are expensive. Any, well, any kind of uh, body modification that you do is not cheap. So yeah. if you're, think about it, if you're paying a dude with a little needle to like color in your whole body, yeah. like you were a human coloring book, yeah, that's got to take a lot of time, a lot of ink, and that's, and that's got to be a lot of cash. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I would. I don't know about the price of tattoos because I've <laughs> never went and inquired about one because I'm I'm a good Christian young man. You're mostly paying for the artist time. Okay. You know, it's like you know, artists. Yeah. You know, they got to get paid. You well, know? I know. So. I know. I know. I know how the art game works. <laughs> yeah. If a dude is offering to do a tattoo for I don't know twenty five thirty bucks, you probably don't want that tattoo he's offering. <laughs> you, know, you know, there used to be a show where they would like cover up bad tattoos or oh, whatever. Oh yeah, what was that? I don't remember the name of it, but Somebody. you'll be on that if you're going to that guy. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. And like, how do tattoo artists get their practice? You know, like. Is it just like trial and error over the years? And then finally you're like, okay, now I know how to do a straight line or whatever. I think it starts when you're in high school and you're like drawing anime on your textbooks or whatever, you know? (laughs) Sure. And then one day you're... uh, You're like, I have no career options because I've been watching anime the whole time I was in high school and drawing drawing doodles and stuff. Early one Saturday morning, you're sitting in detention (laughs) and your guidance counselor is like, hey, listen, um... You know, I don't know if you're college material, <laughs> but a lot of people get paid a lot of money yeah. to draw tattoos on people. Maybe yeah. you could do that. I didn't do that. And so you go home, you get you a tattoo gun off of eBay. You get you like an orange or maybe like a pig. And yeah. You start drawing on it. Oh, yes, so. Yeah, that's where I don't. I don't know. I, you any know, tattoo artist in the uh, audience, let you know, write yeah. in, call in, let us know. I would like to know. Yeah. Also, I think the percentages of people without a tattoo these days are lower than people with a tattoo. You might be you right. Know, used to yeah. growing up, the only people who had tattoos were like sailors and bikers and stuff. <laughs> yeah. And now, like you know, suburban moms have tattoos, and you're like, well, and that's, doctors. That's not very hardcore. You know, <laughs> like <laughs> that's not very hardcore at all. This guy I went to church with uh, growing up, he had a like a uh, hula girl, you know, from when he was in the Navy in World War II or whatever, you know. And uh, I don't know that it was topless, but I feel like over time and age and everything, either the coconut bra 
avocado <laughs> is not the same as it was, but I think it was toppings. Maybe it was over the years, it was like pixelated. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> a great man, though, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Awesome guy. He was an artist, too. So, okay. Yeah, he would paint like, um, you know, scene landscapes and stuff on, uh, well, he would do it on canvas and ink, uh, canvas and stuff, but he would also do it on like saws, mm-hmm. old saws and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like really cool looking stuff. Ed Lawler was his name. I've got a saw blade in my garage right now that my grandma painted for me. It's okay. got a, a deer, like a an eight point buck standing out in the field. What? You gonna hang that up above your used furniture you bought? <laughs> it's it, it may get hung up in the garage. Yeah, it's not going anywhere in the house okay. without my wife having a fit. I did it, notice so. one time when I was trying to convince her to move the TV over the. Uh, the fireplace, Mm -hmm. which she was adamant about not doing. Yes. You said, well, my idea uh, or what I think we need to do or something like that. And she was like, well, it ain't what you think we need to do. It's what we're going to (laughs) do. You know? And I was like, well, Deidre, you would have got popped in the mouth for saying that to me. (laughs) (laughs) I'm kidding. I did shock everyone when they were like, okay, it's time to eat. And I was like, well, Deidre normally brings me my plate. And everyone was like, oh my goodness. You know? (laughs) All the guys were like, how'd you do that? Right. I know couples who do that, but I would not let, allow my wife to fix my plate. Like, I know what I want to eat, mm-hmm. you know? So I think all that fell out of favor in the 60s. Sure. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's true. For sure. <laughs> anyway, how about some questions? Oh, yeah. Answer some questions. Let's do some questions. All right. And now it's time for Ask John Questions About Stuff. Raytheon asked, when will we hear Hudson's laugh? When will we hear Hudson's laugh in the following episodes? <laughs> I don't know. You talking about this? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Hudson, a little drunk with stardom right now. Yeah, <laughs> I got people texting me telling me how great he is and all of that. So he's he's got a little inflated opinion mm-hmm. of himself. I'm surprised he didn't just bust in here. It's like I'm the third member of the I'm podcast back. now. Yeah, right. <laughs> yes. All right, Raytheon asks, if you are in a hostage situation and can only secretly send a musical clip to tell cops what you, what would you choose? I would choose, I'm going nowhere, somebody help me, I'm staying alive, from the song Staying Alive by the Bee Gees. Yeah. What would you choose? Boy, that's a question. Like, I, real quick, I wonder how you got in that situation. (laughs) Like, where the hostage takers are like, okay, we're going to let you send out one clip of a song. Well... (laughs) In any hostage situation, I will be the guy that gets killed. You know, <laughs> right. like they're going to let the women and children go first, of course, you know? <laughs> yeah. And then there's just like, well, look at this, you know, dopey dude. Let's just shoot him. <laughs> you know, like, it doesn't matter. I uh, figured they would shoot you, but then hold the women and children. <laughs> no. Yeah, maybe <laughs> so. The, the, like, <laughs> I could, they like put the gun to my head and try to make it to the helicopter with me, like in front of them. Yeah. yeah. I'm just if I'm the hostage taker, I shoot John to show the place I mean business. Right. Yeah. But I know they're not going to negotiate for John like they no, are right, his wife yeah. and his kids. No, like he's trying to get me out of the costume. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, but if I was going to pick, the first thing that popped in my head when you were reading it was uh, there's a song by the Grateful Dead. I don't imagine anybody knows it called Dire Wolf, and there's a line in it that's "Don't murder me." Okay. Know? Or like that's part of the chorus. Please gotcha. don't murder me. Yeah. So. <laughs> Uh, I think that would be a good one to send. Hmm. What about you? Golly, uh, I have never once in my life thought about this. How am I going to secretly alert the police that I'm in need of trouble? Oh, I um, wish I would have went with uh, uh, 
the Shrek theme song All Star. <laughs> yeah. Just because, you know. <laughs> Mine's going to be, uh, don't you forget about me. <laughs> <laughs> like, somebody's a big Breakfast Club fan. <laughs> yeah. All right. That guy, 6017, asked, what do you think the scariest thing to read is in Braille? Oh, Lord. Uh, um, this is my nipple. <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah. yeah. That'd be scary. <laughs> Jacqueline asked, how do I get my husband's buddies out of the house without looking like a she-devil? Ooh. That's a tough one. I would say the easiest thing is to set a time limit before it starts. Gotcha. You know, like if everybody's coming over, mm-hmm. you're like, hey, guys, y'all come over. We're going to have a, a big thing. But uh, 930, we got to knock it off because I got plans or right. whatever. The second thing is to whisper in your husband's ears that you want to make love. <laughs> I was just fixing yeah. to say, there's no way you're getting them out of the yeah, house without right. seeming like a she-devil. However, if you tell your husband yeah. that you're wanting a little yeah, it's time to go. hanky-panky, right. Your husband will get them out yeah, for you. And they you. will understand completely. <laughs> now, the downside is you got to put out after that. <laughs> but that will definitely get them out of your house. Yeah. I mean, and they will They will be like, okay. Yes. There will be no man that stands in between that happening. You know? yes. <laughs> so, yeah, one or two, one those two scenarios you need to use. The common saying, bros before hoes, if there's yeah. any young men listening to this, sure. that's a myth. Yeah. That's oh, just definitely. something dudes tell each other when yeah. they're single. Yeah. Truth is that that does not really exist. <laughs> Hoes will beat out the bros have, every time for centuries. <laughs> yes. You know, like James Brown saying, "It's a man's man's world," but it would be nothing without a woman or a girl. You know. Yep. <laughs> Maverick asks, "Is a hot dog a sandwich? Why or why not?" It is because it's in between two pieces of bread. Right. Yeah, it's meat in between two pieces of bread. I'm good with that. Yeah, I won't argue. Sure. That guy, sixty seventeen, asked. Do you think they have restaurants in Japan where American people cook food in front of them with lawn chairs and grills? <laughs> if they don't, they, they should. should. <laughs> and we should start the backyard barbecue franchise over there. <laughs> yes. You know, that's not a bad idea. Yeah. You, you have like American football on. Sure. Yeah. Everybody just sitting in a lawn chair, drinking out of red plastic solo cups, you know. Like the tables could be picnic tables. Yeah. There, there you, you go. go. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's perfect. It's <laughs> You can't really do like all the hibachi tricks. Like, right. you know, I've never done an onion volcano on my Weber Dome grill <laughs> or anything. Right. But, you know, just watching somebody cook a nice steak or burger for you mm-hmm. is, it's really harder to cook a burger on the grill than it is to cook a good steak, in my opinion. I agree. Yeah. Because, Burgers, you got to get them like just right. Yeah, yeah, they can go bad quick. I mean, they'll turn yes. bad real quick on you. Whereas a steak, I mean, technically, you can just you know put it on there, flip it on there, and take it off and yeah. eat it raw. Yeah, exactly. Almost, and it's not going to be as. It could potentially be bad for you because the hamburger meat's ground up and yeah, the steak is not. Yes, exactly. So, yeah, well, and just as far as from a steak or from a taste standpoint, a burger can go bad quick. Mm-hmm. You know, it'll get burnt real quick on you if you don't know what you're doing. All right, C. Payne asks, or he says, I've listened to all of Earth Oddity Podcast archived episodes. Oh, Lord bless his heart. <laughs> what do I do now? <laughs> bless your heart. Oh, man. Uh, I would start with like a good self-evaluation. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> yes. I mean, it's a little bit of soul searching. 
Uh, One thing you've already done is you joined the Discord. You can sure. become real active in the Discord group. Yeah, that's true. And yeah. on the Facebook page, uh-huh. you know, post anything that you see because we do look at them. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of content in the Facebook group that I don't, you know, I just can't react to everything, y'all. My thumbs only got so much in <laughs> right. it. You know? Well, Facebook, don't, I mean, there's so much stuff that gets posted now that I don't see it yeah, all of it. I know. You I know there was a time. If something was posted in there, <laughs> I mean, it was, like, we had, you and Wilts, really. <laughs> it was like almost mandatory that we had to yeah. comment, comment, react, everything. Yeah. yeah, but it was like me, you, and Wilts <laughs> yeah, was, you know, for a long time. People forget Wilts, like, no, I've been a long time listener. He has. Yeah. Uh, great contributor to the show. Shout out to Wilts. Just want to throw that out there. Here's a good one Iceman Carmen asks, I just got engaged. What is your best marriage advice? Okay. Uh, honestly, seriously, no joking at all. Best marriage advice I can give you is when you or your wife, I assume wife, you know, could be husband, whatever. It's 2021, Tiny. Uh, <laughs> Why'd you say Tiny? <laughs> because I saw the look in your eye. Uh, I saw the Baptist coming out in you. I would say before, when you guys are getting a little heated, you need to step back and ask this question, is this worth being mad about? Right. Uh, and ask it out loud so everybody can assess the situation. <laughs> and what you'll find is there's not a lot to get mad about in a mm-hmm. marriage. You know, there's things that bother you, you know, like me leaving my socks on the floor, Tiny losing the ceiling fan on the way back to his house. <laughs> but is it worth being mad about? Because you both got into this because you love each other, mm-hmm. you know, and at the at the heart of every relationship is, hey, we, we loved each other enough to commit for life, you know? Mm-hmm. So do we want to do we want to waste time and energy fighting about you know who left the thermostat on sixty eight or whatever stupid right. stuff it is instead of just going okay well yeah let me just fix that whatever the issue is and I'll try to do better going forward that's that's how it's worked for Dieter and I I would echo everything John said and then also just add that uh, you cannot change your spouse no uh, you can only change yourself true so uh, the things that you know, just understand that you're not perfect. And I, I feel like people in general tend to think of other people as the problem. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm yeah, the good oh, yeah. guy. I'm the main character in my story, in my movie, yeah. you know. Well, just not- understand that there may be some behaviors that you need to change. And then behaviors that you don't like in your spouse. I mean, maybe you get bold sometime and mention it. But just understand that uh, there's probably going to be some stuff you're just going to have to learn to love. Just sure. to learn to live with. I have had to ask the question, um, do you think you never get on my nerves (laughs) before? Uh, I would not just in hindsight ask that question again, (laughs) but uh, but sometimes it's good to point that out to the other person. (laughs) You know, know, I know that I'm a problem, (laughs) but uh, I may not be as big a problem as you think, you Mm -hmm. know, like you're not as perfect as you think too, you know, (laughs) but yeah. Um, but yeah, just remember that why you guys got into it to begin with, that's because you loved each other, you know, and sometimes you probably like making out. That's kind of cool too. I like to bring that up too. You know, (laughs) that was a big, big, big factor for both of us here. We enjoyed the way each other kissed and all that. So congratulations, by the way. Yeah. Congrats. I hope it's, uh, I hope you have as happy a marriage as I do. Mm -hmm. And when I say stuff like Dieter's going to fix me my plate, I just mess around. Dieter pretty much runs the show. In every way in our relationship. <laughs> it's pretty obvious from yeah. the outsider's perspective. Yeah, right, yeah. Same way as Tara runs everything in my <laughs> life. So. Tara rules yours with an iron fist. She really does. Yours is more of a communist dictatorship. <laughs> I'm more of a socialist dictatorship. Yeah. 
Uh, I'm so glad that our house has like the upstairs game room because, yeah. you know, Tara, for whatever reason, her knee kind of bothers her and she's not going up there <laughs> unless she absolutely has to. <laughs> Which, by the way, the upstairs, what what I was told was going to be the toy room and the playroom for the boys is now Tiny's video game movie watching room. It's Tiny and the boys <laughs> yeah. video game right. movie Slash toy room. This is my prediction. Uh, After about three months of toting toys back upstairs that they've all brought (laughs) downstairs, all the toys are going to get moved downstairs, and that's just going to be your room. That's just going to be great. Yeah, I know. I I hope you're right. You need to encourage them to leave toys (laughs) downstairs all the time. Tara, I don't know if you noticed it. There's like a little uh, bag right there on the steps of the landing. Yeah, right. She has that there to put toys in and get left downstairs. She's like tosses them from the bottom of the stairs. She's not going. I told you, she's not going up there. We're safe up there. She can't get to us. Tiny's going to have like a Farrah Fawcett posters hanging up up there and everything else. Like Tara will never know. I need to, I need to build some kind of like escape hatch. <laughs> anyway. That is, that's it. That's oh, all, that's that the final the question. Yeah. Okay. So. Well, good questions this week. If and congrats you, again on your uh, engagement. Uh, I will be praying for you as you have to plan a wedding that is really not about you in any way, but you have to be involved in planning it, mm-hmm. which is one of the cruelest jokes society plays on men, <laughs> is that, no, I have to know, I have to have a say in what invitations we use. But then come day of the wedding, you're like in a rented tux and you walk out out in the front, she gets her own theme song, comes down the middle aisle of the church and everybody stands up for her. You're like, why did I waste the past year picking out, you know, what flowers we're going to have and all that when nobody even cares about me? You right. Know? So that, as I say, that's another thing. Uh, maybe I should have said this a while ago, but the, the wedding is everyone says it's her special day. It's her special day. Yeah, right. So just roll with it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It don't. And, and I've said this before, probably on the podcast, but I don't, I've said it in the last week or two. I have never been to a wedding in my life. And then later on sat back and thought about it in any way. <laughs> I've never been like, oh, wow, that was really beautiful. Oh, I really like that they had uh, irises all, as a centerpieces at the reception. Nobody yeah. cares about any of that, you know, in the long term. So as long as you don't trip, fall, or set anything on fire, end up on America's Funniest Videos, mm-hmm. you're fine. Back when I was single, uh, I looked at wedding receptions as a way to like meet girls. Oh, okay. You know, because they're yeah. already thinking about marriage. They're at a wedding reception. <laughs> you know, that's... I think they should make a movie that's about this. That's a great this. time to make your move. This is a uh, that'd be a good idea for a movie, Tiny. <laughs> then when I got married, mm-hmm. I'm like not as interested in going to weddings yeah. anymore. <laughs> I try to get away, no. get out of them. Uh, I like I say, uh, weddings are important. I mean, they're fun. They're your day and all that. Mm-hmm. But I've never sat back and been like that was a really beautiful wedding. I've been I've been some really rich people weddings before, <laughs> yes. uh, and, I, and never spent a second of thought after I walked out going. Oh, wow. That was really awesome. I'm always like, man, the catering was really good. Or the catering was really bad. We should just got a hamburger. (laughs) I will say, make your ceremony as short as possible, Mm -hmm. you know, because nobody's there. They don't care about you reading a 30-minute vow to your wife or soon-to-be wife or anything like Mm -hmm. that. Now, it's a little different if you're Catholic. Catholic weddings will take a little while, at least the ones I've been to. Okay. Uh, But mine was in and out. A cool thing we did is we faced the crowd. Ain't nobody oh. there to see the back of your head, you know? <laughs> so we put the we put the minister down on the bottom, and we stood up on the stage. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. I believe that'll about do it for the free show. But one thing that we have to do before we quit is we have to thank our patrons. Yes, we do. 
We thank each and every one of you. We would like to thank by name those who donate at the 10 or above tier. That's right. And they are Mr. J.D. Westfall, Mr. Daniel Hedrick, Mr. James White, Mr. Chris Payne. Thank House you again. House of Payne. <laughs> Ms. Kara Wisco, Ms. Jane Updegraff, Ms. Sherry Heron, Mr. Thomas Williams, The Dapper Man, Ms. Sharon Craig, Mr. Tyler Bond, Mr. Todd Glover, Mr. Derek Reeves, Ms. Jacqueline B., uh, and Mike Wilcox, a.k.a. Mick Will. Yeah. Thank you all so much for donating, donating to the show, really giving us a reason to, you know, get together and talk yeah. every week. <laughs> Sitting in my closet, soon to be in Tiny's home studio he's <laughs> yes. making. Yeah. Coming along a little slowly, honestly, but whatever. <laughs> Dude, everything in my life is coming along slowly right now. <laughs> if you would like to jump on that Patreon train, you can head over to patreon.com slash earthoddity where you get an extended show every week, and then once a month you get an all-exclusive show. Mm-hmm. Uh, that Again, that is patreon.com slash earthoddity. Yeah, join up, because we talk about some uh, pretty interesting things in the Patreon <laughs> yes. show sometimes. Things that could get us in trouble Yeah, if it ever got out. So remember, it's yes, a trust sir. tree. <laughs> definitely a trust tree. <laughs> yes. uh, and if you join our church, you're not eligible to become yes. a member. And when you join Patreon, it sends us your home address. So <laughs> remember that. We're going to know where the leaks are. <laughs> uh, what we got coming up in the extended section this week? Well, I got a Florida lawyer story. Okay. Which is a little different than a Florida man, but not that much different than a Florida man. <laughs> what about you? We're going to talk about a TikTok challenge. Okay. That involves filters and okay. dancing and hackers removing said filters. Okay. And causing all kinds of trauma. Well, you have my interest peaked. Okay. <laughs> yes. uh, you got anything to say before we go? No, just thanks to everybody who listens. I appreciate y'all putting up with us each week. Um, you know, I'm alarmed at Tiny copying my lifestyle. But other than that, <laughs> everything else is great in my world, and y'all are a big part of that. Well, you have been listening to Earth Oddity Podcast, and we thank you so much for listening to us, no matter where you get us, whether you get us from Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, CastBox, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Castro, yeah. all that the stuff. The People's Podcast. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Podcasting service, Castro. Pandora. Yeah, Pandora. If you were on Alexa, you know, like all you got to do is say, Alexa, play Earth Oddity, and it'll play. She knows so, what Yeah, she knows what's up. If you would like to email into the show, we are earthoddity at planetmail.net. If you would like to tweet at us, we are at underscore earthoddity on Twitter. A little risky Twitter behavior this week, too, (laughs) by the way. I didn't want to get into it, but I just want to bring that up. If you would like to check out our show art, if for whatever reason you're using an app that doesn't display it, that's on Instagram. Sure. Underscore earthoddity on Instagram. We have a Discord invite in the show notes. And we also have a phone number. What's that phone number? That is 662-493-2059. That's 662-493-2059. We thank you so much for listening to us. We hope everyone has an excellent week. Earth Oddity for the Fringe Radio Network signing off. Love y'all. Bye. This has been a very odd production. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.